Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Why, thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock, which is here we are. We are here in Bad Movies Rock, where movies are sometimes bad and sometimes also rock simultaneously, and then we watch them together as friends. Good friends. Yes. You know. Decent acquaintances, decent, for sure. Decent, friendly acquaintances. I, mm-hmm. I do not wish you any specific harm. Thank you. Much that like Mo, kind. I am a well-wisher. That's very sweet, Amber. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what we're doing again? Uh, talking about a movie. Talking about a movie yes. we watched as friends that we like because it's bad and also we like it. Did you get the gist yeah. of the podcast yet, people? I- is this your first episode? I really hope not because this is all you're getting from me. <laughs> Although I think I think you have explained it just remarkably well. So if it, it is the first episode, they know what's going on. That's fair. That's fair. I Okay. Don't be intimidated by my eloquence, I guess, is 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 the mm. advice I have for our listeners. If they're new. If they're returning, then, you know, they've already acclimated to just the word poems I spit on the daily. On the daily, Amber. That shit comes out of your mouth beautifully. I know. Anywho. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Megan. Hey, did you want to go first? <laughs> we had to wash the taste of Ghostwriter out of our mouth. We did. We did. But I, for some reason, I wanted it to be, you know how when you have really, really bad pizza and you think to yourself, Ugh. no one can ruin pizza. So no pizza can truly be bad. But you have a really rank slice. Somehow somebody has taken the seemingly unfuckable form of pizza and just and upped it, yeah. turned it in upon itself and created some sort of demonic monstrosity that may forever kill the little spark inside of you that says pizza can always be good even when it's bad yes that's what ghostwriter tried to do and so rather than moving on to some delicious chinese or some reliable indian oh no we went right back for pizza but this time we went to a reputable reputable a reputable (laughs) yes okay pizzeria Mm -hmm. yes we did Pizzeria. Pizzerarium. Mm-hmm. Manufacturer of z- z- pizza. Oh, boy. Are you okay? No. Okay, good. Let's push Bye. through it. Okay, this is great. all staying in, just so we're clear. I am. I know better than to ask you to take it out. Where, were we, where was I with the metaphor? Something, something, pizza. We're, we, we went for pizza again. We did. One, they, it turned our stomach... And so we thought the cure was more pizza, but better. More pizza, but better pizza. Let's let's mm-hmm. not have it ruined. So rather than find a completely unrelated movie, we found a very similar movie. One that I even we mentioned did. in the recounting of Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. You did. You did. And I thought, let's shove this in our eyeballs. Let's, let's reinstill our faith in Hollywood's ability to create a devil-based movie where the son of the devil is trying to create hell on earth and one man stands in his way, possibly yeah. with a woman somewhere around. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what happens in this movie. It is eerily similar, isn't it? A little bit. Yes. Huh. Huh. We watched Constantine. We watched Constantine. 2005 Constantine. Oh, dear. Don't you laugh. <laughs> Don't you laugh at your constant efforts to psychologically torture me with your nonsense? What other Constantine is there, Megan? <laughs> You don't do it on the Mortal Kombat. The one time when it makes sense. It makes it so fucking funny. But then you do it on the Constantine. (laughs) Why? 
just to puncture the tiny bubble of my goodwill towards you and release the burst of rage that is always simmering beneath the surface. Oh, it's so funny to me, though, Amber. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, do I have a good out. time over here. Get your giggles out, <laughs> Megan. One day we'll be in the same physical location again, and Amber never forgets when she's been wronged. Yeah, this is true. I'm in trouble, everyone. But let's move past it for now. I mean, I okay. understand. I am not Will emotionally not, moving past it. So of course not. But we can get on with the rest of the podcast. Sure, we can. We'll get on with the rest of the podcast. Amber, this is the story of a much maligned actor named Keanu Reeves, who apparently should not have taken the role of Neo in The Matrix because no one will let him live it down. Oh my. It, part of it is the, the closeness and proximity, I think, between I know franchise and Constantine. But seriously, there are just not enough similarities between this movie and The Matrix to justify no. the rancor of trying to... There's... Very little to link these two movies together. And even the good reviews yet, did it. Yeah, I know. It's I, I think that The Matrix was so big and so many people it was so like different than other things that it it kind of ruined Keanu Reeves for most people, because that's who he is to people. He's either Neo or he's Ted. Yeah, right up until right up until John Wick came out. Like yes, at this point, yeah. yeah, it was he's he was Neo. And I think part of the problem was also that it started so promisingly. Yes. And then those other two movies happened. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. some people remained passionate and everybody else kind of went, "Oh." Yeah. I mean, I guess the action scenes were kind of cool. Yeah. How's this Keanu's fault? Anyway. Um yeah, so so okay. So Keanu Reeves plays Constantine. Um, And when he was a little baby kid, he could always, like, hear voices and see, like, demons on Earth. I guess half demons on Earth. And um, they drove him to attempt suicide. Um, And then he died. And he went to hell. And then he... uh, uh, But he came back. Um, He was was revived. And um, he came back as, like, a demon hunter slash exorcist slash just real jerk hole of a person <laughs> who despite all that was trying to do enough good to get into heaven to make up for the fact that he attempted suicide um yeah and he gets pulled into investigating uh rachel vise's twin sister's suicide in quotes um which um uh, uh, uh becomes a mystery plot to bring back the son of the devil to bring hell on earth yeah, you know, if if you read the Hell Bible, you would know that there's a, a loophole prophecy that would let the son of Satan walk on Earth in a special way so he could do his own thing. Mm-hmm. Mormont. Sure. Mormont? Jorah Mormont. Jorah Mormont. <laughs> Marmosite. Marmosite. Marmet. Mamon. There it is. <laughs> I found it, everyone. Did you? I did. See if you can hold on to it. I'll ask you about it later. Okay, perfect. Yeah, Keanu's a demon hunter. He has a troubled past. He's trying to buy his way out of hell Mm -hmm. by, you know, there's there's a thing called the balance, Megan. Mm, Yes. In Constantine's world. God and the devil apparently made a wager. They did. And that wager is Earth. And mm-hmm. the whole thing is who's going to get more souls. And they can't directly interfere. So angels and demons and devil and God are not allowed to go on earth and just be like, hey, I'm taking your soul. Also be a good boy. Or hey, aren't right. you going to be bad? 
But what they can do is have angelic and demonic agents on Earth who aren't allowed to directly interfere but can give you like a little nudge. Right. And what half-breeds. They are indeed called half-breeds in the movie. And what Constantine do is he exercises the half-breeds, the bad, the bad demons who cross the line, who get a little bit too involved and start, you know, putting their little finger on the scale, right. tip things in their boss's favor. Right. So he restores the balance to, um, yeah, to the world again. And of course, this is based on this DC product, Hellblazer. 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 Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm assume, I, I would imagine many of the characters and a lot of the kind of plot points and lore come from that. Many do, yes. Many do, except the whole Rachel Weisz sister thing is a, is a concept of the movie. That's fair. But, that's reasonable. But all the other, like, characters are from, as far as I have read. I have not read the actual comics, but... No, I am, I am not intimately familiar with the, the Hellblazer comics, other than to know that John Constantine, the character, is supposed to be blonde, blue-eyed, and British. Yes, he is. So there was a lot of issues with uh, Keanu Reeves's none-of-those-things portrayal. Yeah. Although IMDb tells me that they tried to actually sell it with um, a British dude, and nobody would buy it. And then they're like, how about he's American? And they're like, okay, let's it's, make that movie. That always the damn way. <laughs> at least in this instance it was a reverse white whitewashing you took a white character and you gave it to an actor of color i'm fine with yeah. that yeah it's fine yeah yeah and i loves me yep. some keanu is he good is he bad he's keanu so yeah he's he keanu's shut up. It up so good so you can shut just up. shut your damn mouth it's keanu reeves you shut it up mm-hmm yep yeah big theological boogity boos doing what he what's and Booms and burns and wings and demons and... Are you okay? I really am getting worried. Amber Topgood. Make words with mouth. I'm going to put my hand on the screen and feel your forehead see if you're okay. It's very warm in here. Okay. Amber, what did Metacritic have to say about this movie here? 50. Critics gave it a 50 in aggregate, and the users have it at an 86. All right. I'm at 46 for the critics and 72 for the users. I mean, I feel like the users get it. The yeah. critics aren't... It's not as, as bad as it could be, obviously, mm-hmm. being a genre film. But it was... The, so the, we've already mentioned one of the things that seemed to be semi-working against the movie, but also just muddled a lot of the reviews themselves and content and was the comparison to the matrix it has nothing to do with the matrix well i don't know megan didn't you feel like this character was particularly messianic okay all what? right constantine very messianic mm-hmm. yeah super jesusy so. yeah mm-hmm. they it's like they tried to take all of kind of the overwrought massive attempt to tell some sort of big philosophical story in Matrix and apply it to this comic book movie, which was not the case. Right. There, no. It is theologically inspired with a lot of its angels and demons, God and the devil, Catholicism. But the Matrix had none of that and no. was instead kind of using that kind of Jesus figure-ishness and putting it in something else entirely. They made their own thing, being inspired by the philosophies and religions of different worlds. This one very, very specifically went with a kind of a super Catholic view on things, inspired it with supernatural gugas, and then went for it. 
How are those the same? How are you comparing? And then they talked about the fact that, you know, he was like a dead-eyed, you know, not verbose character who was a Jesus figure. And guess what? No, he's a dead-eyed, not verbose character who's a Jesus. Is he? Is he? No. He's no, not he's playing not. the same character. It is not no, the same not. movie. There's really not a lot of overlap here, guys. Are no. you paying attention or are you just that lazy? I, I think they're that lazy, Amber. Yo, it's the Matrix guy. Let's compare it to the Matrix. The fuck you say? A.O. Scott? <laughs> All right. I did this to, to us, everyone. Uh, I'd, I'd like to pre-apologize. You shouldn't and have sent me welcome. this. Why'd you send me this review? Why'd you send me this Wait. whole review? Yeah. The, 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 the beginning. You may recall that in the Matrix trilogy, Keanu Reeves played a haunted, expressionless traveler between metaphysical realms whose mission was to unravel a vast, complicated plot to, well, do something very bad involving a lot of computer-generated imagery. It may therefore not surprise you to learn that Mr. Reeves in Constantine, a new theological thriller from Warner Brothers, <laughs> plays a haunted, expressionless traveler, but you get the idea. But this time he wears a skinny tie, white shirt, and dark shoot combination, almost exactly like the one worn by Agent Smith, who is Mr. Reeves' arch nemesis in the Matrix pictures. I'm still trying to get my mind around that. I'm sorry, what now? The You're fact that to... he wears a black suit and a white shirt makes you think it's somehow related to the fuck. Motherfucker, this is based on a goddamn comic book. He picks on the names of the characters in the movie. Yeah. Papa Midnight, and the alcoholic psychic priest with his, whose last name is Hennessy. They didn't choose those names. Those are comic book names. And also... Straight from the comic book. Yep. They're supposed to be like that. Because yeah. they're comic book names. Yeah. Wonder Woman. Batman. Superman. Mm -hmm. We're mm -hmm. not being fucking clever. Johnny Blaze. Right. Yeah. I, it's... it's. Ugh. And he mentions Tilda Swinton being in it and saying, oh, it elevates it by her presence. But, you know, and she does some celestial cross-dressing. Yeah, she plays the angel Gabriel, which is typically a male gendered angel, I guess, if angels have gender, who knows. Which, there was no gender given to that character. Yeah. No, that's Tilda true. Tilda Swinton was not. played a character named Gabriel, who was a half-breed angel. That is all we know. We were not given a gender that cap to that character. Point. I don't think Keanu Reeves ever gave Tilda Swinton's character a pronoun. Mm -hmm. So, subscribing any gender to it, much less... A, a, attaching gender norms to again the dress was a suit yep tilda swinton's character wore a suit in what sense is like it was it's so why yeah it's such a nothing of a comment that's also offensive was there maybe gender play in that character yeah maybe mm -hmm. but it wasn't something that was called out it wasn't something that was made obvious which means just Experience it. Let it exist in a world where maybe binaries don't need to fucking exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mother. <sighs> it was it was a so unsubstantive, not really paying attention to anything that the movie was about, just like picking and choosing the things that he could clearly make fun of in an easy and transparent yes, way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and comparing it to things that it really had very little to do with. It was so A.O. Scott. But hey, he loved Sausage Party. <laughs> did, every every time I read one of his full reviews, it just oozes overeducated white guy. Do I think... It, I don't know anything about this man. I He could be a black man. I don't know. But I don't like the things he writes about the movies that I like. Or the yeah. things he writes about the movies that I don't like. Yep. I don't, I don't respect you as a critic 
and I feel like you should stop. Maybe you already have. Fingers crossed here. I mean, he was active as of Sausage Party, which wasn't that long ago. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie was on Roger Ebert's uh, uh, 100 Movies I Hated list. I did not like Ebert's review either. It also had a really snarky feel to it. I mean, I just read the blurb. Mm. Yeah. But I actually, I pulled that one out specifically. It's scored 38 on Meta. And the blurb they gave it is that strange that movies about Satan always require Catholics. You never see your Presbyterians or Episcopalians hurling down demons. Bitch, do you know why that is? Because <laughs> Catholics actually have a whole deal with demons and exorcisms. Like there's, mm -hmm. the, it is actually it's a covered thing. and discussed under the religious umbrella. I don't think Presbyterians and Episcopalians really have that whole history of exorcism and demon talk. They don't really deal as much with saints. Like it's yeah, because the religion and the mythology of it suits itself to this type of movie. Okay? Yep. That's why, friend. Mm -hmm. But you made your cute little joke. But you made your joke, Amber. God damn it. Yeah. It's a fantasy sci-fi movie based on a comic. Mm-hmm. It's an action movie with horror elements staffed with really good actors. Yes. That tells a fun story in a fun way. You got a little snark. You got a little chuckles. You got some solid mm -hmm. action. You've got some fantastic set pieces. You have some fun dialogue. And you know what? The story, they kept saying that it was somehow inscrutable. That, you know, if you weren't familiar with the source material, you wouldn't like it. Or if you were familiar with the source material, you wouldn't like it. But... At the end of the day, it was just so hard to follow. Megan, did you find this movie hard to follow? I didn't know it was pretty basic. Like he's he's a he's trying to get at the demon hunters and keep the balance and then stop a hell I mean it's it's not any harder to understand than fucking Ghost Rider. Mm -mm. But did it hold your hand when giving you exposition? Did you find yourself watching two characters who have all of the same information recounting that information to each other, sometimes more than once? That was the really nice thing about this movie, is it did not do that thing. Oh, it didn't hit you over the head with its own lore. It kind mm -hmm. of made it somewhat naturally discoverable and then used the character of Rachel Weisz to give us a noob's perspective. But again, right. without smashing us in the face about every step it was about to take and then recounting the step that it just took after it took it, after we watched it happen. Right. Yep. Did it maybe attempt to tell a story in a slightly subtle fashion? <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. You're not supposed to do that. You're not an art house film. We're not supposed to have to use our brains just a little tiny bit. Amber, I have a theory about this movie. Do you want to hear it? I do want to hear it because I'm kind of tired of the sound of my own voice. Okay. Um, I think that this movie was ahead of its time. I think that if this movie came out 10 years later, it would have done very, very well. I think comic book movies weren't a big thing back then. I think people didn't understand what they were going to see. And I think that people, um, again, because of the proximity to The Matrix coming out, um, made had these expectations on Keanu Reeves that weren't fair. And th this is actually... This is actually a very good movie. Yay! I knew you liked it. I knew you were gonna like it. This was this was from before we started this. This was on my list of things to shove at Megan. Yeah, I, I just I I think that it was I think it would do really well these days. I think people would be ready for this movie nowadays. I really don't disagree. I, I mean, it's it really. 
I think effectively uses a lot of the kind of storytelling components and visual aids and and kind of exposition and 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 staffing with excellent actors that you see in the Marvel movies right now or, or even the DC universe. Yes, absolutely. It's it did all of those things, but it did it a decade before Disney did it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Up until this point, we had like what this the Spider-Man franchise came out. Ghost Rider was mm-hmm. 2 years away from this, which is insane yeah. considering the visuals. Yep, Hellboy. Um, Hellboy. Which also sometimes got compared to. Um, and Hellboy did a good job too, I, I feel like. Yeah, but but yeah, it yeah. wasn't, it, you're right. Like we have become so accustomed to this that before it became the big blockbuster thing to go and see, it really wasn't what people were ready for or wanted. I agree with you. That's a really good point. Yeah. Sorry if I sound so, surprised. I just, you know, I didn't make it, so I, I'm not used to points that I didn't make mm. being good. Um, the visuals, Amber and I were talking about the fact that, like, this came out two years before Ghost Rider, mm-hmm. and you would have said that visually, effect speakingly, it came out 10 years after, because it's it's not, it doesn't look dumb or herky-jerky or no like a cartoon it's yeah seamless and subtle but still pulls off some big things yeah and and yeah i mean the 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 visual language of the film i feel like is very effective people complained about you know how and again comparing it to the matrix you know it it made it 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 did a worse job doing the same thing you know especially when it's trying to show hell you know oh i guess there are a bunch of cars in hell i guess or did, did the cars go to hell too? The cars do bad things in life and oh, so they God. had to go to hell? Shut uh, up. Yeah, apparently this uh, the hellscape in this movie was based on like nuclear testing, um, kind of that the, the visual. Absolutely, yep. And originally it was designed to be like this kind of black void with like an oil slick kind of thing. It's like, well, that's kind of boring. This was a really interesting, port- like just upsetting version of hell. It, it, it completely captured the nuclear testing vibe. It was this constant scouring wind that was slowly eroding and eating away at everything in its paths. Well, everything kind of smoldered and burned. And it was just this rusted, like, orange-drenched hellscape. I, I feel like it was really effective. And, it, and I will say that many critics actually scored this this movie very well. There were just a lot of tepid reviews mixed in and and a handful of seriously negative ones. But there are, you know, 80 and 75 scored reviews and there are a few quite a few of them who like they really seemed to get it. They really enjoyed it. They thought Reeves did a great job and they thought the movie was well done. But there were enough people who were just like, Ugh, "No." that it drove the movie down. And they their their absolute confidence in their opinion really just shines through. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was one, um, and we'll get out of the critics corner um, in just a second. But there was one reviewer who, um, who says, "I deeply loathe the heaven and hell genre to which this cinematic comic book spectacular belongs." Bitch, why are you remove- reviewing this movie? Yeah, it doesn't really this seem is... like you can come at this from a. You can't be neutral on that semi-objective be... perspective. Yeah, I, I hate comic book movies. Anyway, off I go to see the Avengers. Like set that. And as- give it a terrible review. Your job isn't to tell me what you particularly hate. I feel like your job is to tell me whether or not this does a good job of at what, what it's, what it's trying, trying to do. to do. 
Yeah. Did you make a good action movie? Did you make a good drama? Did you make a good comedy? Did you laugh? Was it a well-told story or was it a little, you know, uneven? Did it not tie up plot lines? Like that, your job is to review the movie, not give me your opinions about the specific genre. Like, I don't like zombie movies. Why are there all these zombies running around? <laughs> Zero. Zero yeah. for zombies. Yeah. Why didn't any of them have a romance? I wanted to see some zombie romance. Zombie kissing. Come on. I only like rom-coms. <laughs> um, this movie is rated R. And it's definitely like this. Uh, one thing that I forgot to mention that uh, uh, last time was Ghost Rider is um, supposed to be a horror movie. No, it's not. Which is which is hilarious because it's it's campy as shit. It's and extremely it's, campy. It's, um, and there was nothing scary about Ghost Rider, not even a little bit. This actually had some pretty serious it, jumps and, and spookiness and, like, um, some yeah. Upsetting visuals. Upsetting, yeah. yeah. They, they understand the horror language from, like, a visual and in, like, a sound perspective. They did solid setups. I'm not saying it scared me, but it definitely keyed into those, like, ooh, ooh, kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. And they set those up yeah. well. They also did... Wit Saldi, I feel like they had a, some some good yeah. drop lines from Keanu Reeves and, and Jaimon Hansu. Oh my goodness, we'll get to him. Yeah, but it it told a solid story. It didn't hold your hand. There was subtlety. There were twists and turns. Was any of it groundbreaking? No, but it was entertaining, and you followed along. And the end was fantastic. I thought. Yeah, I mean, the very end was the worst part of the movie. The voiceover was the worst part of the movie. But it's all okay, of thirty yeah. seconds, so who cares? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, some people said it fell apart at the end, which is just some bullshit. I kind of didn't feel that way. I mean, I, I, don't I would think so. totally listen to a valid argument about it that actually took into account the merits of the movie and the story that it was telling. But honestly, I felt like the end was earned and good. Yeah, I agree. And has one of the best devils that I've ever seen. See, Getting I back to our I devils. I knew you'd like him. Yeah. He's great. All right, let's get out of the critics' corner and start celebrating yeah. this film. Yes, indeed. So we've talked a bit about who's in this movie, but we haven't gone over it. Kind of a comprehensive list. Obviously, Keanu Reeves is John Constantine, the main character. Rachel Weiss plays the psychic cop who is, is our introduction into the arcane. We, we follow along with her as she investigates her sister's apparent suicide and get, winds her way to, to John Constantine. Shia yep. LaBeouf is Chris mm -hmm. Chaz Kramer, Keanu Reeves' young assistant. Yes. Uh, disrespected. But still, yeah. still very, very knowledgeable. He he has some some good moments. Jaimon Hunsu as Papa Midnight. He runs a club and was is a witch doctor and has taken an, an oath of neutrality. He doesn't do uh, mucking about and uh, demon possessions. He he tries mm -hmm. to maintain the balance and let things play out the way they're he's, supposed he's to. He's like be. a real Raiden. He's a he's a real Raiden. Right up until Raiden just does whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> yes. Just teleporting anybody anywhere and also we're just going to go to this void where they can't follow us i've decided mm -hmm. rules are you know the ones yep. i want to follow mm -hmm. uh, the outer world had decided that long 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 ago so yeah but he yeah. knew that and then eventually after many deaths was like i'm gonna hmm. start breaking a couple rules too yeah uh you have gavin rossdale the lead yes. singer of bush playing mm -hmm. the demon balthazar Yes. Tilda Swinton as the angelic Gabriel. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Peter Stormare as Satan. 
Yes. And and Prude Taylor yes. Vince, who as Father Hennessy, who is he was an actor who was also in Drive Angry. Drive Angry. He's been in a yes. few things we've watched. And he I I, I always like him in stuff. Yeah. I feel like he, he, he has like kind of like a subtlety to the way he does things. It's it's it pulls you in. I'm pulled into his characters. I feel like there's always some underlying pathos to all of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. His his characters are never simple. They're always like have a complicated story to them. It's got some shit and going on. Remember in a yeah. mentalist? Oh gosh, no, I don't. I mean what was he what do you do in the mentalist? Let's have a whole other conversation about the mentalist. Okay. We're not gonna go off mic though. So he was the one that was investigating CBI. Remember when like one of them oh, yeah. killed one of the people and they were working for Red John and so he was investigating all of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's he was he was like he he, he JB LaRoche, you know, he was he was always being weird and subtle and then Jane broke into his house and found a Tupperware and used it to blackmail him. Oh, He yeah. had a little dog. Yes, that's right. Yes. Okay, good. We can, we can go back to the main podcast now. Yes. Okay, perfect. I feel like yeah. we're on the same page, so we can go back. Mm-hmm. Now okay, I cool. remember that. The Tupperware is the thing that sold me. We never found out. What Did we find out what was inside? I don't think so. I don't remember finding out. I think it, we, we, it was intimated that he cut the tongue out of somebody who assaulted his mother or something. And kept oh, it. God. Something along those lines. It was it was pretty dark. Yeah. But again, for you. see, there's there was so you, much Pruitt going Taylor. on with that character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of great actors. Some yes. of them giving meteor rose than others. Jamon Hunsu comes in a couple of times, and every time I just love him to bits. Yeah. He gets some great lines. Keanu Reeves is always smoking because obviously the main thing about Constantine is that he constantly smokes. And in this movie, mm-hmm. he's dying of lung cancer. Yes. Like yep. his his time is up. He's he's lost the time to to find a way to buy his way into heaven. Right. Yeah. And he only smokes inside. Except only when he's really always. upset. And then he yes. smokes outside. We, just... yeah. we got worried. He smoked outside at some point. We're like, oh God, are oh, you no. okay? Oh dear. You're not smoking in the elevator of a hospital. But I, I mention his smoking only because when Papa Midnight smokes, he does it so much cooler. <laughs> yeah, he really does. He yeah, he does everything cooler. He does, yeah. But like the first line we get is, you know, John Constantine goes to meet with Papa Midnight. Papa Midnight's like, "Oh, looks like you're dying." You know, I thought I heard thunder last night. Must have been Satan's stomach growling. <laughs> because we are yeah. we are told. That Constantine has been such a thorn in the side of the devil in all of his work on the earthly plane that he is the one soul the devil himself would come up to collect. Yeah, he's yeah, the devil's excited to get him. He also gets to stick his hands inside of Constantine. He does, yes. And Constantine comes in hot. He comes in hot, he comes in hostile. And Papa Midnight doesn't know that, that shit's going crazy. Like, he thinks that everyone's still playing by the rules and maintaining the balance, and Keanu Reeves comes at him hot. Mm-hmm. So he uses his witch doctor magic to stick his hands inside of his ribcage. He gets, Constantine gets his, his uh, torso invaded a number of times in this movie, actually. At least twice, yes. At least twice, yeah. Um, yeah, Papa Midnight also uh, has a, like a, I don't know, like a club, like a nightclub that is supposed to be like a neutral ground where all these half-breeds come in and do just weird party things. Yeah, weird gothic half, half-breed stuff like sit around and lick each other there was there was definitely some licking uh there was some it looked like they were eating i want to say somebody but probably not it did look they made it very upsettingly like that was it, happening yeah it did seem and, and then one person just like 
blew on a bunch of glasses of water and turned them into wine. That was that was mm-hmm. that was you know very biblical yeah. there. It was entertaining. Yeah, yeah it was entertaining. It was, it was a whole thing with like thumping music in the background. Jaimon Hunsu was great. Rachel Weiss, you know, she has to do all the dramatic turns of oh my sister's dead. Oh my sister's in hell. Oh, I guess I do see demons. I'm a psychic cop. Ah, I'm about to give birth to Satan's son. She does it very well. Like she, she, really does. she acts the shit out of it. She does. She's very. She very cries kind. like a. She, yeah, she cries like a pro. She really does. It's quite beautiful. Yeah, I mean, and and Keanu Reeves. For all the people who say he's some dead-eyed, plotting wooden, I thought he was lovely. He was. He was. And the character of Constantine is supposed to kind of be this like asshole con man survivor. You know, he'll throw people under the bus to save himself, but he sort of kind of does the right thing while also having everyone die around him. And he'll, you know, blow smoke in your face, but then we'll save your soul from the demon that's inside of you. Probably. But like all of his allies die. Yes. Every single one of them. He gets the information he needs from them and then they die. Yeah, fair. Shia LaBeouf just gets psychically smashed into the walls and the ceiling until he dies. Right. Thanks, devil's son. What's his name again, Megan? Megan? Maman. (laughs) Maman. Maman. He is French. He is is, uh, Maman. Would you like some Maman? (laughs) Probably not. No, I don't think I do. I've got this jam here. It is a nice apricot. Yeah, there's a lot to like about this movie. Tilda Swinton's Gabriel is lovely. Yeah. Creepy and like, and and like, um, she's very, um, it, so Constantine goes and has this conversation with her, which is just very aggressive and just he's mad because he's dying and he's not going to get into heaven. And she essentially tells him, you, you took a life like you can't you're going to go to hell yeah it's 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 a lovely patronizing conversation where he's pissed because i've sent a bunch of demons back to hell it should be enough to get my buy my way back in this is bullshit she's like well you know god asks for very few things he he asks for for belief he's like i believe no you know you can psychically see the actual existence of heaven and hell that's different yeah which is an interesting thought yeah then he has this whiny, well, why me? And she kneels in front of him. All compassion. You're going to die young because you've smoked 30 cigarettes a day since you were 15. And you're going to hell because of the life you took. So you're fucked. Literally says, you're fucked. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we later learned the life he took was his own. Was his own, Which yeah. is kind of, like, that's, I like that they don't, put that out there like you no, find it out eventually right when he's introducing Rachel Weiss to kind of the concepts of the world you yeah. learn about the balance you learn how you can get into heaven and hell using water and or not mm-hmm. heaven and hell but just hell using water yeah. he uses that to try and you know find her sister to make sh- to prove that she's actually there right and that's a neat effect when time suspends when he goes and then when he comes back he's just smoking yep <laughs> it's yeah that's nice it's subtle Mm-hmm. Yep. So in order to get to hell, he puts his foot in some water. He grabs a cat that's in Rachel Weisz's apartment. And uh, he, he kind of looks at the cat and he goes, cats are good. Half in, half out anyway. 
It's the anyway that gets me. It's, what do you half mean? in, half out anyway. Anyway what? What? Anyway, you mean like half in and half out of hell and heaven? Earth and hell? Earth and heaven. I think the one info dump that was really just exposition is when his friend reads the hell Bible to him. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, we don't know what's going on. The, the movie starts with, in Mexico, with somebody finding a sharp bladed object after we're told in, you know, pre-seen text mm-hmm. that he whosoever possesses the Spear of Destiny, blah, blah, blah. The Spear of Destiny has been lost since World War II. <laughs> right. And the Spear of Destiny is the thing that killed Jesus while he was on the cross. Everybody knows that, Megan. I'm not even I sure why you mentioned that. did not know that. And then there's the Spear of Destiny, there's the sister suicide, there's demons trying to enter the world, actual demons trying right. to enter Earth, which but they're they not supposed be, to do. They sh- they can't cross over, Amber. Yeah, some crazy shit's going on. We don't know yeah. why. And mm-hmm. so we eventually learn why the sister left a message before killing herself to look at the Devil Bible. She apparently knew about Hell Bible. Right, there's a Hell Bible. There's more verses and some Corinthians, I believe. The- Yes, in the uh, that detail is very, very important. We had to make sure that they understood that it was seventeen. Yes, that something. that they knew it was the verse of Corinthians seventeen that explained yep. the loophole. So, right. it's supposed to the wager is supposed to proceed. You know, the God and the devil slowly duking it out over all the souls on earth, unless, mm-hmm. as it says in Corinthians seventeen, the devil's son, who has no patience for his father's rule and wants to forge his own kingdom in fire and blood finds a powerful psychic and gets divine assistance to enter this realm, which apparently means he needs to possess a powerful psychic and climb out of her body, but he can only do it if an angel uses the Spear of Destiny to carve her open. Yeah. Oh, angel, did you say, Ember? <gasps> oh, I ruined the end. Oh, no. Oh, man. I mean... Tilda Swinton's not all that good, folks. It's true. It's it's true. I you know what? I think Tilda's heart was in the right place. I think Gabriel, you know, had the the, <laughs> the a lot does happen at the end very rapidly, but I feel like that's true of a lot of movies, especially action movies and especially kind of comic book action sci-fi fantasy movies. It and just builds. Supposed, yeah, and also a mystery. Like this is supposed to be a bit of a mystery too. So there was like a dun 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 reveal that Yeah. It's Tilda's win. Exactly. Along. And like all the pieces are kind of coming together. Like, you know, demons are trying to get under Earth. You know, it's this, you know, the son of Satan who's trying to do the thing. You know, he needs this this piece to do it. You know that he needs Rachel Weiss. But then you learn that there's another person involved. And boom, boom, boom. It turns out it's Gabriel. Gabriel's reasoning is delightful. Oh, boy. It's, yep. Basically. And I... <laughs> Like, Constantine's like, I, you, you honestly think this is what God wants? It's supposed to be, you're supposed to maintain the neutral balance and, and let this all play out. Gabriel's like, no, 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 I'm doing this for God. I'm simply helping mankind rise to its full potential. To which Constantine responds by handing Earth over to the son of the devil. Help me here. <laughs> yep. Yes. And, and Gabriel spins this whole thing about how... You know, through suffering is when man rises to, you know, its most greatness. So those who survive the hell they're about to experience will finally be worthy of God's grace. Right. She's also seems to be pretty bitter that um, that 
anybody can get into heaven so long as they repent. Mm-hmm. And seems to, I think she can't get back in. Is that right? She, she's kind of stranded on she Earth. She stuck. Yeah, because she's a half-breed. I don't know. That seems to be that that's implied, I think. Or they're so a half-breed. But yes. I, yeah. So she, I, I feel like she has some resentment that anybody can, all these humans are just getting into heaven by just repenting and not really earning it. There definitely did yeah. seem to be some frustration there. It's just like, you know the deal you get? The deal that humanity gets, no one else gets. You can do whatever you want, and all you have to do is repent, and you're granted absolution. You get into the kingdom of heaven. God loves you more than anyone else. Well, fine. If God loves you so much, then you're going to earn that love with the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she, goes, uh, she goes a little wild there in her little eyeballs. She oh, does. It, and of course, it's Tilda Swinton, so she does an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Yes, very the, much so. The outfit is baller. Both outfits you see Tilda Swinton are baller. Wearing that three-piece yes. suit, like, what? And then this other thing is sort of this tank top with sort of a holster-style other thing on top of it. Pants with this interesting lace-up thing. And then just, like, hospital bracelets with random words on them, like sorrow and passion. Yeah, yeah. I It was awesome. I loved it. The visuals in this movie, as we said, were pretty on point. There's there's the the moment where the sister, you know, jumps off of the roof of the hospital and you have her following through the glass and then the broken glass. There's a lot of like broken glass effects and then into the water. The devil, when he blows out Amber. The, the glass doors at one Amber, point. Amber, let's talk about the devil. Amber, the and, devil. And Amber, the devil. Like, let's talk about the devil. Amber. The, the suspended glass. Yeah. I am currently talking about the visual poetry of this movie. Let's talk about the devil. Fine. <laughs> Amber. Amber. Yes, Megan. Peter Stormare plays uh, Lucifer Morningstar. He's a very good devil. Um, the, the whole thing culminates in um, the, you know, son of, son of Satan coming out of um, Rachel Weisz's stomach, Tilda Swinton about to let him go, and Constantine has done everything he can, so uh, his kind of Hail Mary is to um commit suicide again and um amber what have we been told well we were told that his is the one soul that satan himself would come up to collect yep so as he lies there dying um up comes peter stormare and uh he comes down this apparently was a a a, a outfit picked out the design of this outfit was picked out by peter stormare they they wanted him in leather pants and like a dog collar and spikes, mm. um, but he is not in that. He's in this white suit, bare feet with like just black tar, like boiling, steaming black tar on his feet, like tattoos that are like hinted just at coming up. Visible up his neck and and on his wrists too you can see them on his hands yep and and his eyes look like like kind of sunken but like he's very he's mostly polite mostly he's pretty he's creepy he's creepy but he's he's jolly he's he's having a moment he's delighted he's he's very happy to come collect the soul Mm, the one soul i would have come up here myself to get Look he at brings you. a chair. Mm-hmm. He, he drags a chair over so he can just sit and, and take the moment in. Mm-hmm. Constantine yep. tries to light a cigarette. 
which he calls his coffin nail, because, you know, he was dying of cancer anyway. Yeah. And uh, he has to help him. Satan has to help him with his lighter because he's like, oh, you cut too deep. Go through those tendons. You can't use those little fingies. Let me help you out. But but before he lights the cigarette, he moves the lighter around. He plays with them a little bit. Oh, yeah. Nah, he can't nah, help nah. himself. He can't help nah, himself. Just kidding. But he's not an idiot either. No. Like it's even in, in, in his gloating moment, even in his joy at seeing his enemy brought low. He's so excited to show him to his new torture room in hell. Yeah. It's like, I, I can't believe you'd do this again. You didn't do this again, did you? Yeah, he knows there's something up. Why am I here, Johnny mm-hmm. boy? And yeah. I love Keanu's, Keanu Reeves' character. Like, Constantine's calling him Lou. Instead of calling mm-hmm. him Lucifer, yeah, he calls, calls him, him Lou. Lou. Like, they yep, they have a relationship. Good. Yeah, he, he, he plays, like, mostly polite, but then at times very, like, unhinged. He's just kind of, like, sometimes just you know, kicking Keanu Reeves's, like, not hard, just, like, pushing his legs a little bit, just always, like, always just, like, a little bit in contact with him, which is just off-putting. Mm-hmm. And then, like, gets super close and just, he doesn't lick the side of his face, he just, like, puts his tongue onto Keanu Reeves's face just briefly. Just, just ever so briefly. Yep, he's, he's sinister, he's playful, he's smart, he's brutal. Like it's yeah, oh, he's good. He it's it's a good Lucifer. It's a good devil. Yeah, he's terribly upsetting and interesting and powerful. Because when he does figure out what's happening in the other room, because you know, it's, I love how casual the conversation is while Keanu Reeves bleeds out and yeah. Satan waits to collect his collect his soul. Sorry, Lucifer. It's it's a better name than Satan sometimes. And it's just like, hey, you know, how's the family? Yeah, yeah. Really? Really? Well, your son's in the other room about to start Armageddon. Then Lucifer's like, he wouldn't do that. What's it going to cost you to take a look, man? Mm-hmm. Yep. So he blows out the door into glass fragments, which are suspended in the air. We get this glass air. scene, because the time is essentially super, super slow right now. And he's just tinking through the glass pieces as he walks through. Just slowly strides through. And then he just swipes Rachel Weiss out from under the plunging spearhead. And then, again, like, the visual's pretty cool. For for all intents, like, we see him holding Rachel Weiss, but then it shows the reflection at his feet in the water from the pool. And you see, like, his struggling son being held by the neck. Right. And eventually, like, he gets thrown back into hell. and And, yeah. Tilda Swinton goes to punch him. He's like, I'll smite you for God himself, and God will love me for doing it. But then their fist stops right before his face, and Satan's like, well, I guess you're not God's favorite anymore, are you? And then just blows her away with, like, hot flaming fire and burns off her wings. Burns off her wings. Yes. The the, the visual of of that is amazing. The visual of, like you said, the water that, that you can kind of see um, his son in. And when he drops, he drops down through as if there was a hole beneath his feet, but it's the image in the water. And it's just great. It's really good. It's really good. It's really good. And, you know, then he goes back to... And here's, to me, the best part of the movie. The movie itself, I feel like, tells a solid story. It has great visual language, excellent action scenes, and, and you know, little little tools and tricks of the trade that you have from, like, the arcane to the mundane. You know, the little screech beetle in the box and the dragon's breath and his fight with Gavin Rosdale that has, like, the blessed brass knuckles. 
where he just yeah, punches the crap out of him. The 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 Christ knuckles and the and the and the cross gun. Yeah, mm-hmm. turning the sprinklers into holy water with like the the, the special cross. It's the, the electric chair when he goes surfing to to learn the story of like where this the spear of destiny is. And right. It's I, all yeah. It's all very good. But the end, I love it because it's clever and it yes. uses like the concept of the of, of Lucifer so well. But essentially, yep. you know, Lucifer's like, okay, you did me a solid. I'm going to win this world on my own terms using the deal that I made with God. There's no need to cheat. It will come to me in time. So yep. thanks, John. You did me a solid. What do you want? What do you, you want, want more time? You know, I know you got the lung cancer. You want more time. You want me to you want me to fix you up? Constantine's like, no. Let the twin sister go. She doesn't belong in hell. And it's it's even the way Peter Stormare does that. He's like, well, yes. you want, John? Fine, sure, it's done. Like it's just it's, this like cute, yeah, like it's, he's suddenly normal. He's like, cool, yeah, okay, she's home. Yeah, it's it's like he 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 thought about it and it happened, and he's like, okay, done. Like it's it's, it's okay, cool, let's do this. And then he like grabs him by the ankles, like let's go, and just starts whistling while he drags him off to hell. And and it and it shows. And again, this shows all the power that he has. He just like fucking went in there, like, gr- like no problem grabbed his son, no problem sent his son back into hell, fucking blew uh, the wings off an angel, and then comes back, just makes the split decision to send someone from hell into heaven, f- from earth, and now he's he's gonna grab John, and they're they're going to hell. And it all makes sense. They've given us enough sense. information for us to truly except that something this powerful is playing by the rules because he wants to win by the rules. Like whatever, you know, small breaks he's willing to do with the demons that possess people and do hijinks on earth, he's not willing to make a big overstep. Like he doesn't attack Tilda Swinton until Tilda Swinton attacks him and God doesn't allow it. And he's like, right. oh, oh, <laughs> guess I have guess permission. in my world now. <laughs> like it's, you accept that Something this powerful is choosing to be constrained in order to get win one over on God in the right in the way that you're like, I'm gonna prove to you that people are just bullshit. Like, I don't have to do much. I accept that. And so I also accept the fact that he's willing to continue to play the game with Constantine and might even enjoy it. Yeah. I mean that's what the fuck the fucking devil's bored all the time. He likes to play these games. Like, this is his shit. And so he's excited to collect Constantine and torture him for a while because, you know, he's ultimately also terrible. And he thinks Constantine deserves it. And he kind of does because Constantine's an asshole. He's proven that He's time and time again. Super, super jerk, yeah. But as he drags him, uh-oh, he can't take him. And Keanu Reeves starts to rise into heaven because he sacrificed his own chance at more life mm-hmm. to let the sister go to heaven. Right. And so as he rises into heaven, he flips off the devil. Yep. <laughs> and then the devil's like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. You're nope. mine. So he reaches into his chest, rips out his cancer, and cures it out of spite because yep. he knows if he gives Constantine more time on Earth, he will go right back to hell. Yep, yep. He spite cures him of cancer. It's, and again, it makes so much sense because he's like, no, all people need is more time. The more time I give them, the more of them that are wind up in hell. I know you're a bad man. I know you're one of mine. Fuck you, man. Live. The worst thing I can do to you right now is is make you live more. Yep. Because right now you're, you're going to heaven. The only way I can do this is if I give you more time to fuck it up. 
Oh, it's so, I mean, it's good. It's, it is very good. If we had more time with the character, if it had been more developed, like I feel like the payoff would have felt even better. But in terms of just being able to tell the story in, in a two hour space of time, I feel like it was good enough for us to kind of feel that. I, oh, good deviling. Good use of Constantine. Good. I just, I like this ending a lot. And then, you know, you have the, he chews nicotine gum instead of smoke cigarettes now and then does the terrible voiceover. That was such yeah. a mistake. Yep. He's essentially uh, uh, setting it up for a Constantine too. Um, but but very subtly. Yeah. But there's, su- there's, subtly. It, like, it tells a very complete yeah. story. Like they clearly could yes, have yes, done yes, more, yes. but they don't set anything else up. Right. Right. And while there is some romantic tension mm-hmm. between Reeves and Vice, yep. there is no culmination in a kiss. There is not. Nope. He gives her the Spear of Destiny, tells her to hide it. Yes, even from him. Even from him. Because it's too powerful, and he needs to maintain the balance. Yes. Yes, indeed. Gonna play by the rules now that he could go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you're being brought up to heaven just to be pulled down and then give more time on Earth, I think I think you'd live a pretty... Yeah, you, you, pretty, pretty, you'd be pretty careful. You, I feel like at least for a little while, you would try to be pretty careful. But I feel like he has so many flaws that he's gonna fuck it up real fast. Yeah, this is true. Oh, and Gabriel... Gabriel's not dead after Gabriel loses no, their wings. Yeah. Turns out Gabriel's human now. Mm-hmm. And Tilda Swinton's character, like, they do the whole thing of, oh, you'd like to take revenge now? Go ahead and shoot me. Take revenge. It's okay. I forgive you. And then instead, Constantine just punches them in the face. Mm-hmm. And Tilda Swinton acts it so perfectly. There's that moment right before the pain hits. And then when it does, this massive grimace and Constantine says, welcome to pain. Yep. Get yep. used to it. Because, of course, they never felt pain before. They no. were an angel. But they just been punched in the face. So it's like this, like, huh, oh, this sucks. Yeah. yeah, they're human now. It's such a good, uh, that's what you get with good actors. Yeah. And, and she's got these, like, wild, like, just remnant bones sticking out of her back that look like oh, the wing super stubs. jagged wing stubs, which are fantastic yeah yep it's a grisly gruesome reminder of what they just lost yeah and it, yeah and, and yeah constantine walks away she's still like you could have killed me but you chose a higher path you're doing yep. good buddy yes. oh like, my oh. face yeah yeah <laughs> uh, uh, gabriel you've you've gone you're who knows where your mind is at right now gabriel's not okay <laughs> No, Gabriel's not okay. And we know Gabriel's not going to be okay because the last we see of them is that they go back into the gross pool where they lost their wings. Yeah. Yeah. Just a weirdly playful, grim, slightly scary, good action comic book movie. Yeah. So on the rock scale, Amber, would you give it a regrettable outstanding Crazeballs or K? I feel like this is a Crazeballs outstanding. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's actually a solid movie, very entertaining, and they have some fun Crazeballs moments. I mean, Stormare is a Crazeballs moment, but also an outstanding moment. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with this. Hey, this is a movie I would totally recommend to people, uh, unironically, as, as something, well, do I ever do anything ironically? I would have to know what that word meant in order to do it. Yeah, or true. I would have to not know and then accidentally do it. Mm. Is that irony? I don't know. Is it is it rain on your wedding day? It definitely isn't. Okay. That's called weather. Mm, I see. Or just bad luck. Yeah. Unless you're really into rain. 
And you wore like a color change dress that changes color in the rain. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Hmm. Hmm. Again, I think that it's ahead of its time. And if it got made these days, we'd have two or three of them. I don't disagree. And as you sent me that article, there's a little bit of rumble that there might be another one. There, There's rumble about it. As much as this wasn't critically successful, it made decent money. And people really liked it, actually. Like, if you look at the user scores and you look at this popularity in general with audiences, it, it was good enough. And, and really what they attribute to killing a sequel were the critical reviews. Right. Yep. You yep. motherfuckers. You motherfuckers. I wanted yeah, and another it, one. And it, it's become kind of a cult, a, a cult classic movie for a lot of folks. I'm not against another one now. It's fine. It's just Reeves is older, you know? I know. It wouldn't be the same. I want like a 2008, 2010 Reeves. And then eventually, you know, a 2021 Reeves. That's fine. Or a 2022 Reeves. It's just, you know, I feel like we missed some things. Now he's going to be a grizzled Constantine. Yeah, Constantine. Yeah, I know. Megan. Yes, Amber. Do you have an Abby story? Yeah. Um, Abby is spending the week with her... Um, uh, with her mom and her mom's parents, so with her grandparents in Virginia. And um, the uh, time I read Abby a bedtime story before that, she was telling me that she was going down to visit um, grandma and grandpa, um, and she wanted me to know that that's where she was going to be, so in case I needed to reach her, that I could reach her down there. Just so you know, so you don't come here and think I'll be here. I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in grandma and grandma grandpa's house that is so thoughtful it's very thoughtful that is so that you you can auntie maggie you can reach me mm-hmm. in virginia yep. if you mm-hmm. need me i'm not if gonna be home me. i don't want you to worry about me not being home it's very considerate of her mm-hmm. amber do you have a recommendation yeah you want to recommend gallivant finally yeah let's, just, let's just do that we haven't done that yet All right. i think because yeah. i keep i kept stopping us i'm like no we you need did. to wait Mm-hmm. I need to watch it again so that it's fresh in my mind why this is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Megan, I want to mm-hmm. take you back to a simpler Please time. Do. I believe it was 2014, maybe 2016, maybe another year that wasn't either of those. Yeah, 14, I believe. And I was I was surfing around Hulu, looking at looking at things, thinking, I need something to watch because I definitely don't want to do my graduate work. And I saw Gallivant, and I thought... That looks intriguing. You know, there's some, like, a kind of sword and sorcery aesthetic to that picture. I'm not even going to bother reading the description. I'll just put on the first episode. Megan, they immediately started singing. Oh, no, you hate singing. I am not a big fan of the musical. And then they started dancing. And then I thought, oh, no. But then, then it was funny. Mm-hmm. And it was good. It was good funny. And, yeah. like, kind of a twisted kind of funny Almost like they were using the song and dance to enhance the the inherent twistedness of like kind of taking sort of a Disney meets Princess Bride tale of, you know, the the hero and the fair maiden and just turning it on its head with some delightful yes. cynicism. Yes, very much so. Then Timothy O'Munson shows up. Uh-huh. And Vinnie Jones is here? Yep. What is happening? And I don't mind the singing. I just, I continue to not mind the singing. I made it through two episodes and then I had to stop because I had to bring Megan into this terrible, wonderful adventure that I had started. Yes, that is that is true. That is what happened. How did you feel about that, Megan? I felt very good about that. Um... Yeah, there, there are there are songs and things that we routinely say from this show, 
on a weekly basis. Yeah, it's 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 delightful. Karen David's in it. She's fantastic. Oh, Karen David is so good in it. And I I love Karen David, but it's it's just so nice to see actors of color, especially in something that is usually so white. Yes. Yep. I, it really it is it is that period made hero evil king kind of thing with like a little bit of magic in it and hey holy shit they put people of color in it they also have luke youngblood as gallivant squire like it's mm, yes and his his fair maiden becomes essentially the evil queen yes the evil king then becomes the good king you end up loving him it's it's and like everything sort of twists his best around friend yeah. and yeah it's so clever so much of it is really clever the first season in particular and the side characters are funny like the 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 jester is, is a whole thing yes the jester's a whole the, thing the two yes. servants and their romance is a whole thing the relationship between like vinnie jones and timothy omunson's characters it's there's there's a lot to love in 18 episodes. It only got two seasons. I'm shocked it got a second season. We are all they were shocked. They talked about in the second season how they were fucking shocked. It's so much fun. It's silly, it's sweet, it's clever. Some episodes fall a little flat, but not enough of them to not justify loving this show. I Yeah, there's always something good in in an episode. Yeah. If you don't like singing and dancing, just just try and stick out that first episode. And and if it's not worth it, then don't keep going. But like, it did it for me. And I do not enjoy musical theater. I recommend Gallivant. I don't think it's streaming on anything. You will have to purchase it. Or make friends with me. Megan, do you have a recommendation? Or do we just want to uh, piggyback that one? I, I think let's p just piggyback that. Um... Amber, I will give you an instant, Amber was right, uh, to Gallivant. Because I didn't tell you at the time, but I can tell you now I think that you were actually, right. I think it's actually Amber got it right. Uh, oh, excuse me. Amber got it right. Thank you. That's what I like to hear. It feeds my ego, which is at all times ravenous. Mm-hmm. Thank you, so, Megan. Am you're welcome, Amber. Now to ruin your day by coming to an end of our lovely podcast. And I there know I know how you hate to see the podcast end. You get so sad and a little angry every time I end it because you just hate to say goodbye to our dear, dear listeners. Is that what's happening here? Is that, is that that's what that's what we're saying is happening here? Yep. Okay. And I'm going to end it like I always do, Amber, by saying, be humble, be hungry, and always be the hardest worker in the room. What does being hungry have to do with anything? And is that like a recipe for success or is that a recipe for some other esoteric thing? Like being hungry, humble, and the hardest worker in the room is the recipe for what? Uh, being the rock, I do believe. I, that just doesn't make sense to me. I think, I think actually the being hungry part is actually going to make being the rock really hard because you, you need to be very specific about what you eat. If you're hungry all the time and you're the hardest per person in the, working the hardest in the room, you're probably going to eat fast food and crap because you don't have time to make a well-balanced, delicious, nutritious meal. Also, I have to say that, again, in order to be the rock, you have to work out a lot in very specific ways. And I don't hear that at all in this recipe involving hunger, humility, and, and hard work. Hard work is one thing, but it's not the same thing as I'm going to do four hours of very targeted exercises to give my muscles muscles. 
Oh, muscles, muscles. Kind of seems like a recipe for making an ideal assistant. I think he's trying to turn everybody into somebody who can serve the rock. That's all right by me. They just have to really want it. Be hungry. You got to be desperate to be willing to do the things I'm going to ask you to do. And be humble enough to accept... To accept that you're going to do That them. you're going to do some things you don't want to do. Listen... It's in the contract. This is a terrible recipe. This is a recipe for making serfs. He wants Amber, to reinstate serfdom. You assign the contract. You're not getting out of it. I signed nothing. What are you even talking about? Bye, Amber. Oh, dear. Bye, Megan. Have a good weekend this year. 